Welcome to Holistic Hearts, where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her. Welcome to Holistic Hearts Podcast. I'm Kristen Chadwick, and today I have the most amazing honor to interview one of my favorite people of all time and a mentor of mine since I was like 14. And, um, man, uh, there's a lot to say about Miss Ashley Brooke Harbor, and she is a fabulous functional lifestyle coach and um, fitness trainer and just someone that I've always looked up to, and she has an amazing amount of wisdom that I wanted to tap into um, in regards to taking care of our souls during the safer at home experience. So welcome, Brooke. I call you Brooke, so. <laughs> That's great. Well, I mean, since I've known you since you were knee high to a grasshopper, I think we'll, <laughs> we'll go to that. Yes. And I love you, and I'm so blessed and grateful to be a part of this and um, to be supporting you in this journey. Um, so excited to see where this is going to take you so Mm. i'm happy to be in this space with you thank you Uh, yeah it's an honor it's it's a lot of it is because of you and just my work with you and digging in deeper and listening to my own um voice and using my voice and a lot of that has been learned through you so yay (laughs) Yay for you that you've done the work, and um, I simply held the support and the encouragement uh, to be able to witness that, and so huge blessing for me that I was able to watch you transform into who you are today, so um, you did the work, and you're an amazing one. really (laughs) proud of you. You're the best. She's the world's best encourager, too. So, <laughs> I only speak the truth. I speak the truth. <laughs> um, okay, so I have been doing a series on soul care during the quarantine. Um, some things have changed to where we are not um, shelter in place, but we are safer in place, which means we're still stuck at home unless we are going out with suggested face mask and um but we've been doing like hikes and all that stuff which has been glorious in Georgia it's a little bit different right yeah I don't think we're as stringent um we're moving around our restaurants are opening our shopping has started to open so we're a little bit more lenient um as far as that is concerned but you know you still see lots of masks and gloves around but we are able to get out um, without the safer at home i know i feel like the more west you go the more stringent they are Mm -hmm. because uh, i have a couple of clients in california that you know they extended it three more months so i my heart just goes out to that. That would be very difficult for uh, to know that you had three more months to go. But yeah, yeah, we're not in that space, thankfully. (laughs) I guess that's a good word for that. (laughs) This is just weird, awkward times regardless. So um, yeah, 
Yeah. I don't, yeah, it's weird how all states are um, going through this process individually, so. Yeah, well, uh, so in the soul care, um, during this weird space that we're in, I wanted to bring you on because you are someone that is an expert in this area of fitness and nutrition and how that is so important right now in the midst of all of this and the stress level and Uh trauma and secondary trauma and all that. So I would love for you to speak um, just in general, what, what do you um, sense is really important with nutrition and fitness right now? Wow. Yeah, you know, it's it, this is such a, a unique time because it is something that is going to really bring us all inward mm-hmm. and help us understand um, ourselves better if we give ourselves that opportunity. But, you know, in the big scheme of things, that's going to look very different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Uh, you know, I don't like to get so caught up in all these memes and um, motivational speakers and everything that's out there right now as everybody's trying to be positive or, you know, focus on this. And now is a great time to start your workout, your beach body and whatever else that um, people are promoting these days. And um, you've got one person that's dealing with trauma and being alone and that sparking depression. And you've got someone else that's like, yes, I'm going to walk 90 miles a day and this is the best time of my life. You know, so you have the gamut on how people are reacting and um, depending on how you're approaching it, you're going to look at it and say, well, that's healthy and that's unhealthy, but really it's relative to the person and what they're dealing with and what they're going through. Mm. So I think, um, you know, as far as the way I approach anything, as you well know, it's super individualized. I think it's really hard to generalize anybody. Mm-hmm. So to throw everybody into a, a compartment of everybody should be, uh, using this time to get healthy and everybody should be exercising and mm. um, this is the that you have nothing but time you know what are you doing with your time <laughs> but you know on one aspect you've got someone that's like yeah I've got nothing but time and I am you know in it going deeper into a depression every day you know how do I get out of that when I have nothing and nobody and you know what am I going to do to motivate myself to pull myself out Mm -hmm. Um, so you've got self motivators and um, other people that need extra support so I think it's just hard to um, answer it like yes everybody needs to be (laughs) eating healthy and exercising every day because maybe the healthiest thing one person can do is just be outside in the sunshine and interact with their neighbors, you know, safely. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is something that's going to be their soul care. And then maybe someone else is going to go for a run in the neighborhood and that's going to be their soul care. I think what's the most important is that we understand that this time is a gift and that this time can be used to um, do some healing. And we have to understand that what is going to show up now in a time with no distractions Mm. and um all moms of young people are going who the heck are you i've got plenty of distractions (laughs) i get that my kids are older so i understand but um 
no distractions as far as no kids activities and no parties to go to. And we've got nothing but our, us and our family time, right? Yeah. Or, and, you know, if you don't have families, you only have your time, your alone time. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more um, challenging than that, really. Mm-hmm. And that's really what a lot of people avoid is that that time of inwardness because most of us have become so accustomed to um, to being active and to distractions that yeah. we don't do the inner work. Mm-hmm. And so now is a time for us, depending on our face of life, which I think is super important that we honor the face of life that we're in, is to figure out how we can use this time to maybe eliminate things that um, aren't going to really benefit us moving forward. Um, If we can look and see different things or choices that we've made that have repeatedly created um, misery and lack of happiness, Mm -hmm. maybe now is a great time for us to say, hey, maybe um, I don't need to incorporate that back into my life whatever that is, and to really kind of use this time as a self-assessment. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, um, I find a lot of my coaching clients right now are realizing that um, some people that they were choosing to be with uh, were maybe not people that they need to continue to move forward in their life with, friendships. Yeah. And, um, you know, they were trying to just... Um, you know, be in a friend group. And now that that friend group has not dissolved, but is not overly active, then you get to assess, okay, are those really my people? Yeah. Is that really who I need to be spending my time with? And as far as nutrition is concerned, now is a wonderful time to develop a more connected uh, relationship to your own body. Yeah. And I think that is the most important thing that we do is really um, listen to the communication of our body and figure out what is it saying? Uh, What is this communicating to me? And I just had this conversation with another client, um, helping them understand that uh, a lot of people think communication of the body is like if my stomach was upset or if my stomach wasn't upset. Well, I wasn't, my stomach wasn't upset, so I guess it was fine. I, what I ate was fine. But then, um, but then I'll ask them, you know, did you have a headache after, or how did you sleep, and how was your energy? And oh well, I mean, I have you know, crappy energy every afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, so that is when um, something that's not healthy has become your norm. So do you want to continue that, or would you like to change that and make that better? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really understanding how so many things are connected. So the sleep, your cycle, if you're a female, um, your uh, guts communication is huge. Um, Just about everybody that I work with has some kind of gut-related issue. Um, And sometimes um, that comes from, not to go down a rabbit trail, but sometimes that comes from um, trauma or anger or, um, you know, emotions that stuck in the gut, um, mixed with unhealthy food, uh, choices. And then that kind of creates the perfect storm in the body, which creates hormonal imbalances. And I've got headaches and I can't sleep well, and I'm tired all the time. Mm -hmm. So 
um, now is just a great time to be still. And I think being still is required for growth universally. Yeah. But if all the distractions are removed, it makes it a little bit more, and I don't really want to say easy, but it makes it more accessible Mm -hmm. um, in a place where we can um, see it a little bit more clearly and make note of it without a lot of um, things going on in the background. Yeah. So hard to, hard to answer it like, you know, pointedly, (laughs) but that's, you know, kind of an overview of what I think this time would be most beneficially used for. Yeah, that's good. I know um, I did a post the other day about listening to your body and somebody made the comment of, well, I know what my body's saying, but I'm, I'm, I don't ever listen to it. And what do you, what do you say to somebody like a client that would say that to you? What would you say in response? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Um, (laughs) you know, I think you got a couple of different things going on. I think, um, on the surface level, um, not paying attention to it. It's like the body will continue to communicate until it's in charge, Mm. which is a chronic illness or, um, something that you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life or something that takes you out sooner than, um, you would have normally been exiting this world. So I think not listening is, uh, dangerous, Mm -hmm. um, in the big scheme of things. But then I think the flip side of that, from what I've learned with, uh, working with a lot of people is they honestly don't understand what is being communicated. Mm. So, you know, it's one thing when, oh, my stomach hurts every time I eat cheese, but I love cheese, so I'm going to eat cheese, <laughs> you know, which I do here pretty much daily. Um, but not for that, me. <laughs> I'm not going to drop any names. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one thing when you think about it from that angle. It's another thing when you think about it from the chemical standpoint of, what's going on cellularly in your gut and how that is um, creating inflammation and how inflammation can destroy your immune system. So, you know, if you, and and I'm not holding people responsibility for, for supposed to knowing that, but um, I don't even know that that was a sentence, but uh, (laughs) for, for knowing that kind of information, but it is, what I think is the most important is that we use this time to like dive into the things and, and search for the right information according Mm. to what is going on in our body Mm. rather than just um, doing a search, you know, or talking to your neighbor and, Oh, we both have problems, you know, with our gut or we both don't like cheese as you sit there and eat, uh, you know, (laughs) but, um, it's one thing to really just understand that there's a symptom there. It's a whole another another level of understanding to kind of do the work to figure out what is this what is the real communication? What is right. what is the core issue? What is going on underneath that really is creating my health and my mind and my body on a daily basis? Right. A lot of people understand which is the most important thing that I always talk about is 
like your your gut when your gut is off then you have a gut brain axis that is affected that affects your brain's function ability to repair and recycle and there's so many things that that um, continuum affects body wise mm-hmm. that really just don't want to play around with it in the big scheme of things yeah so hmm. I think I think in in its true um, core meaning a lot of people don't fully understand what is being communicated hmm. but I but I think what is most important is that we have to honor the communication from the level that we understand so if you understand that every time you eat cheese, it upsets your stomach. Okay, so you stop eating cheese, so you have two choices, right? You have to stop eating, or you can continue eating and continue getting the um, distress, or you can stop eating it and then go a level beneath that and say, okay, what is going on in my system? Why doesn't this work for me? Hmm. And sometimes that can take you down a path of, you know, really deep healing in your body just from questioning what's going on from a more core level rather than just focusing on what's um, system, uh, symptomatic. Mm. So you're saying it's not a quick fix. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, the, the sooner we listen, the better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and quick fixes are relative. So it depends on how long we have uh, been accumulating that symptom. Because a lot of times um, our symptoms are connected to each other, but um, people are continuing to ignore them, not understanding that this creates, this creates, this creates, this, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of is a continuum that goes on and on. So there's got to be a break in the chain somewhere, or you just break down your body. Mm -hmm. The body doesn't have forgiveness forever. Nothing Mm -hmm. in nature does. Yeah. So... We either care for what God gave us, Mm -hmm. which is my big thing. Like if if people truly believe that their body is a temple and that our body houses um, the Holy Spirit, then why would you not be honoring its communication back to you? Mm. Because that's what God designed. If we weren't supposed to listen to it, then we wouldn't have the symptoms. Okay. And that was part of the design. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good reminder. It's so good. Yeah, I, I feel like we could talk about that forever. But I do want to make sure that I ask these questions that some lovely yes. ladies have asked. So, okay. um, which you you have hit on a little bit, well, mostly, <laughs> on most of these questions. So... As we go through these, just remember what Brooke just shared and that it's all relative to what you're experiencing and and your own experience. So the first question is, what food or exercises help with PMS? So, um, yes, I appreciate you prefacing that because in the big scheme of things, um, a lot of these uh, questions are hard to answer universally because people really have to figure out what works for them and what is going to be somebody's healing juice is going to be someone's, you know, um, gut destroying juice. Mm -hmm. So 
it really is relative. That doesn't make anything um, that we eat or choose universally healthy, really, because mm-hmm. there's so many nuances. But um, I think what's uh, for PMS, I mean, a great thing to do is just movement. So any kind of exercise is really important. Um, just want to throw that out there. But as far as foods is concerned, um, wild fish, uh, wild organic fish for your omegas mm-hmm. is going to help with any kind of uh, inflammatory response that's going on in the system. Um, uh, dark leafy greens is going to be really important for your iron, your magnesium. A lot of people talk about craving their chocolate mm-hmm. around that time. And most of the time that chocolate craving is for magnesium. It's a body's sign that the body is low in magnesium. So magnesium is really important around PMS. Um, buffered chelated magnesium is really good uh, to take if you have PMS issues mm-hmm. uh, all the time. And there's all kinds of different uh, magnesium. A lot of uh, women get constipated around that time. So magnesium citrate is going to be good for that. So there are many different types of magnesium that have different functions. Okay. So you just want to understand that it's not one thing that is all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some of them focus more on cellular, on body cellular, some are more brain. So um, malate is a little bit more focused on brain function. So just understanding that there are different types of magnesium for different functions in the body. Um, Citrus fruits are good for the vitamin C, which um, the adrenals are going to have a part in that as far as um, regulating the whole uh, response to that shift in the cycle. So um, it's important that we support our adrenals. Very, very very important that we support our adrenals, Mm -hmm. which also, you know, relates to the cortisol and our stress response. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that adrenal um, has a large role in the body. So those citrus fruits, lemon, lime, um, grapefruit, oranges, uh, that kind of stuff is going to be beneficial for that. Um, And broccoli and flax seeds can be beneficial for some women. Um, Quite, um, I don't want to say quite often, but um, a lot of the clients that I work with have problem clearing excess estrogen in their system. Mm -hmm. So a lot of excess estrogen creates more PMS issues. And so... Um, to do um, certain supplements or foods like your uh, cruciferous vegetables are going to help like clear out that veg- um, that estrogen, that extra estrogen, and flax seeds, um, green tea, those kind of um, things help to do that to, um, to equalize and balance out the hormones, the hormonal response. Do you have to be careful with flaxseed? Well, I mean, in the big scheme of things, um, if it's something that I use for my clients, I'll put them on the um, Barlands 
uh, make sure that they check the date. It can get rancid. Um, the oils can. It yeah. can be problematic for some. Um, it's not one that I use often, okay. but it is something that is better than other things or for for people that aren't working with a coach that knows their own body mm -hmm. it could be something that could be beneficial for them uh, to try out to see if it helps alleviate some of their issues okay yeah and you know a lot of times um, PMS is driven by magnesium and B vitamins so it's really either supplementing with that or really uh, focusing on foods that um, help balance that. Uh, just to touch on it, you know, conventional versus organic. Organic's going to have more nutrients because the vegetables are only as nutrient dense as the soil that they're raised in. Mm -hmm. So if the soil isn't nutrient dense, which organic doesn't guarantee but it still is going to be better than conventional because conventional um, don't have those nutrient uh, density in the soil uh, because of how fast they turn it over and the agriculture and all that. Yeah. So um, it's really important that women understand that these vitamins and these minerals play an absolutely crucial role. Zinc is another one that's really important um, for PMS. Okay. And it is difficult to get in the diet um, unless you are really uh, very honed in on organics and your body processing that and look as far as food is concerned you're only as healthy as what your body assimilates mm. it means that you're only as healthy as the food is able to be digested and used so um, people that have gut issues and aren't properly digesting and assimilating their foods, then they're not getting the nutrients out of that because their body can't pull it out and absorb it. Wow. As a side note, that's why it's very difficult to answer a lot of these things um, generally. But um, oysters are really good for, um, for zinc and beads. As you know, I love me some oysters. <laughs> and sardines. <laughs> And sardines, that's right. Super healthy and great for um, the cycle. Um, and then protein to stabilize yeah. your blood sugar. Okay. Yeah. You'd be proud. I've learned to like olives. It's, it's, it's a new thing during the quarantine. I was like, okay, I don't like olives. And I kept eating one and then one more. And, and Copeland was like, Mom, I thought you didn't like olives. And I was like, I don't. And I kept eating it. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. I love it. See? Picking up healthy habits. That's I right. love it. That's awesome. Yes. Way to go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Let's move to um, what do you do about belly fat? Where well, I think that from? kind of ties into what I was saying before, um, which is a lot of times belly fat is related to cortisol and mm -hmm. cortisol is going to be related to your um kind of fight or flight stress and stress is internal and external mm -hmm. so you can have um, stressors mentally and you can also have stressors internally meaning that there's 
um, inflammation or something going on in the system that's creating a stressor um, in your body. Okay. So uh, belly fat is first and foremost from a very simple level is going to be your sugar, processed foods, too many carbs. Um, and understand that um, carbs are not just, um, you know, bread and pastas. I mean, carbs are fruit, um, vegetables are carbs, but healthy carbs. Mm -hmm. But even uh, too much fruit can be problematic for some people mm -hmm. uh, if they have gut issues. But if someone has belly fat and I'm just looking at it from a physical standpoint, I'm going to be checking their, um, how many things that they eat out of boxes, um, what's their carb to protein ratio. Mm -hmm. That's going to be relative to people as well. But a lot of people eat um, a lot more carbs than they do protein. And um, if they're starting their day with insulin spikes, you know, and their insulin spike over and over again, then that is really stressful on the system, which takes me back to the whole cortisol thing. Yeah. You're just going to store uh, fat in the belly. Okay. So I would say get rid of um, uh, carbohydrates that are not from nature. <laughs> there you go. And yes, that God, if God made it, then good. If God didn't make it, then um, question it and limit it. And then eat whole foods, reduce your stress level, balance your hormones, and then, um, and of course, exercise. But your exercise has to be done on top of a healthy diet in, in my uh, world. I think yeah. it's most important that you create a healthy foundation with food first, healthy relationship with uh, nutrition, and then you exercise because you have the quality of those nutrients in your body to be able to use those uh, in your workout. Otherwise, uh, you're just going to store a lot of toxins, more toxins in your system, which is not going to be beneficial. So you can't work out a bad diet? <laughs> Isn't that the worst thing ever? You're like, I want to just eat our pint of ice cream and work it off. It doesn't work that way. No. <laughs> oh. yeah, that's that's the worst meme ever. You're like, no, 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 no. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's uh, well, so I was going to hit on that was one question that a listener asked was, um, well, shouldn't you be working out hard every day? And I would love for that's you to speak question. to that. Huh? Yeah. That's a great question because, um, I'll get uh, quite often I'll get handfuls of people that come through and they're like I work out six times a day I don't understand why I'm not <laughs> dropping fat and um, you know I'm I'm walking on the treadmill for an hour and a half every day or running on the elliptical the elliptical bike, whatever, whatever it is right and um, so that kind of takes me back to the whole cortisol thing if um, that cortisol uh, can't be regulated because your adrenals are tapped out, then that is actually going to make you store fat, which um, you definitely see that. Also understand as a quick side note that too much cardio will burn your muscle. It won't burn the fat. It burns muscle. Hmm. Uh, and it saves the fat for 
energy later on. So um, it's always best to do strength training moves um, balanced out with cardio. Cardio is great. We need that for cardiovascular. We need that for our heart. Um, But uh, for uh, ratios, I believe that the scientific results are very much in favor of the strength training over the cardio as far as what should be priority. Um, But uh, coming back around too much of a good thing is no longer a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that too is tied into understanding your body and understanding what result are you getting from the effort that you're putting in. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important that they equal Mm -hmm. that your expectation of the effort that you're putting into something that you're getting that result out of it. So if I'm working out six times a week, you know, for a total of seven hours, right. In a week's time. Mm -hmm. And I am pushing my all and giving my hundred percent and I'm uh, not losing weight. I'm starting not to sleep well. My cycles are off or even just one of those that's saying, hey, you know, something's out of balance. Your body can't handle that stress load. Mm-hmm. And quite often, and for most people, it's most important to work out smarter, not harder. Yeah. It's just depending that that is going to be a uh, person-to-person thing. Mm-hmm. So what that looks like for you might not look the same for me. Yeah. Because... You know, if, um, you know, just like you have sprinters and you have marathoners, right? One's not better than the other. One just knows their strengths and hones in on their strengths, mm-hmm. right? Um, rather than a sprinter trying to be a marathoner, right? Because yeah. if you're not really geared to that, you know, you got your slow twitch muscles, fast twitch, you know, et cetera, then, um, then you're going to go against your body and that's more stressful to try to do something that you weren't really designed to do. Yeah. So it's with your body. It's doing what works best for your body, honoring that. And that's going to give you the most bang for your buck always. Right. Because it really is about learning what kind of, um, kind of exercise and movement is going to be, what is going to produce the results that you need based on, again, the phase of life that you're in, what you're looking to accomplish. Um, and, um, if you're looking for aesthetic, if you're looking for health, I mean, there's a lot of different pieces uh, involved in that, but yeah, as a general rule, I back off a lot of my, uh, excessive exercisers, um, as a side note that we won't go down, I always ask these people that do that, I mean, what is their what is their understanding of what they're doing and why are they doing it? Hmm. Why do you have the need to do something that strenuous? Go back to ancestral how we were how we have um, evolved through time. We've never been marathoners, mm-hmm. really in the big scheme of things. Um, unless you're from other parts of the world um, and they might have run uh, more long lengths of time Mm -hmm. um, and their ancestral um, development. But for most of us, that's not our ancestral um, DNA. So, so 
I'm just thinking, like, there's got to be, like, a mom listening that maybe has lots of children. And yes. maybe her husband just lost her job, lost his job. I'm just thinking, like, I want to paint a picture of a tangible um, example of someone who's under extreme load of stress. Maybe they have a special needs kid at home, and they're at home all the time with, you know, just lots of stressors going on. And, um, so what I, I hear you saying is maybe for her in this quarantine time that her working out hardcore for 60 minutes is not going to be the ideal for her body at this point, (laughs) but more something, (laughs) more something that I would say, (laughs) But more along the lines of like Pilates or yoga or even just taking a walk. And yeah, um, because her body can't even, it's almost like it, it can't even process um, or it, it's taking so much energy to process the stress already that there's yeah. no room left for the extra stress. So, exactly. Yeah. That is exactly it. So, um, you know, that goes back to how I started, you know, this whole conversation with it really depends on the face of life that you're in and what your what your needs are and how to meet those needs, right? It's healthy yeah. autonomy. And it's understanding that if you're in that phase of life and you've got a lot of kids or special needs or anything like that, then your self care is gonna look very different than me who has um self sufficient um teenagers going one's going off to college I mean I'm not having to really watch my kids so I can do something completely different right one thing is right uh or better than what someone else can do it just really is her understanding how she's going to just kind of create her own reprieve Mm -hmm. in the day what does that look like if that looks like a walk if that looks like um her you know, getting the kids involved in a game together and her just sitting and watching and having some just time to breathe, Mm. Uh, being outside in the sunshine, um, if y'all's weather would allow that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's just really looking for how can I relate to the situation that I'm in and the life phase that I'm in in a healthy way and how can I set myself up best for myself now and not wait until the kids are older or not wait till, you know, whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'll do this when, Mm -hmm. right? Because that when will never happen, but it's the, the very small microscopic steps that you take every day that creates the healthy lifestyle. It's not, it's not, you know, a totality rigid, you know, I've got to be all in or I'm all out. It's Mm -hmm. like, what, little things are you doing that's really maintaining that healthy environment internally so that you can create a healthy environment for those around you and as you and I have very extensively discussed right you can't give from an from an empty vessel right so it's really important that as moms we figure out how to nurture ourselves in whatever way that we can Mm -hmm. because we can't continue to tap ourselves out over and over and over again and expect to get um 
great benefits from something that's coming from something that's empty. Yeah. So if you're exhausted, just because your body is in a room with, with your family or your kids, if you are exhausted and you're mentally, emotionally tapped out, then you can't be present with them. You can't engage in them. Right. You can't listen to their crazy stories and, <laughs> and listen to your kids and laugh with your kids, right? You're like, you're so tapped out that you can hardly, you know, smile because mm-hmm. you're so tired. So it's really understanding that there's got to be a balance, but how that balance looks, there's a million ways to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And it is the woman understanding herself to know what small things that she needs to do throughout the day that is going to give her a um, a re-energizer, right? A, oh, yeah. a reprieve or a deposit in her own emotional bank account, right? Right. Because you can't continue to be a withdrawal because you will overdraw mm-hmm. and then you're going to be empty yeah. and you can't do anything if you're empty. Right. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and what I've heard for the last however many years. <laughs> uh, I loved every second. Uh, all right. One more question before we go. I okay. think, um, are you good on time? Yep. Okay. I, just, I had 10 more minutes. Okay. So we'll finish with this one. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. We're oh, okay. How, um, I mean, you've talked about supplements at the beginning um, how do you discern what's a good supplement and what's not so good? Is there a way to do that or is it more just doing your research? Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, um, that actually is kind of a loaded question. That's, um, hard to answer, uh, generally because okay. supplements are not regulated. So if you're going to go depending on what you're getting, you want to make sure that you're getting something that is uh, organic, right? Because you don't want your supplements full of pesticides and GMOs and fillers. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say generally, and this is really generally, the cheaper it is, the cheaper the materials, the more expensive, the more expensive the materials. That's not always the case. Okay, there's definitely something in the middle, Uh, but for the most part, most of the supplements that I've done my research on and that I use in my practice are probably more on the um, higher end, uh, relatively speaking, and never on the lower end. Uh, Almost all... And again, um, I am happy to to um, answer specifics to people if they have them. But um, in general, high percentage of things that are cheap are full of fillers. Okay. And um, a lot of people that have gut issues with like gluten too, um, a lot of the fillers are uh, contain gluten mm-hmm. in the cheaper thing and um cheaper supplements on top of just it coming from a gmo or um a pesticide laden source so it is super important that you get high quality supplements if you're going to take something and that there's some research done um 
um, to the company that you're going to get things from. Um, so I was like, how do I answer that? Um, so I would say a lot of the um, brands that I use are going to be Thorn, which is one of my favorite. I love Thorn. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not the cheapest um, out there. Um, there are Pure Encapsulations. I like that brand, but um, some of their some of theirs are that great so I would say thorn is best and maybe pure would be um good okay um I like designs for health but sometimes designs for health has um magnesium stearate in it and fillers that I don't really like so I'll stay away from those okay um what about like do you like MLMs that promote supplements is that pretty like Mm. you know there's so many different I think um again there are some products out there that are part of that an MLM that are that are good products Mm -hmm. it's just going to be is it better than something that's already on the market that's comparable Mm. and that's that's my thing like I'm not against MLMs per se I don't really want to be part of them I'll do direct direct sales more so if I'm going to do something like that but um I think it's going to be of like is Young Living better than doTERRA or is Young Living and doTERRA better than um Nature's Best you know so and from what I have researched I don't think that in and of themselves, they're better. Those three that I just mentioned. Okay. Um, one is going to have maybe a better uh, combination or mixture, maybe that you like better mm-hmm. than somebody else. But as far as your quality is concerned, so then it's like, do you want to be involved in it from the business standpoint? Yeah. Uh, you know, which is different than I just need some. Uh, supplements or yeah. some oils or whatever that's going to be good because there's a lot of good ones out there uh, it just depends on what your what your driving focus is if you want to do a business and you want to back up something that you feel like is quality and it is quality then then great I'm all for people following their passions you know in that manner mm-hmm. but um but good supplements are really something that I would encourage people to do their research on, not just to buy something, just to buy something. Yeah. Uh, because more are full of unhealthy ingredients than not. Okay. And it's really important that um, you don't want to be damaging your gut lining, thinking you're doing something healthy and productive because you're taking a supplement that is you know, full of GMOs, which is known to uh, damage the lining of the gut. Mm. And I feel like that's a whole show in itself, the whole (laughs) supplements conversation. It really, it really is. And, you know, and then it's what are you choosing and why are you choosing it? Mm -hmm. Because supplements should supplement, but what are they supplementing and why are you choosing that? Right. So, you start, you know, a lot of uh, women will choose something that uh, suppresses their appetite. But if you start 
um, playing around with your insulin, then that has a hormonal uh, implication as well. So there's, you know, it's not nothing that we take in our body is just going to one source, you know, our body, our liver's having to break it down. It's having a um, synergistic response and reaction in the body. Mm -hmm. So it's going to pull in other things to be able to digest it, assimilate it or process it or whatever it is. So it's not, it's not linear. Yeah. And so I think it's just really important that we understand that when we're starting to play around with supplements, we need to be really intentional about what we're doing um, and that we're not just throwing something in because we saw an ad for something. Right. Because you can overdo something and you can underdo something. You know, And also understand that if you overdo something, it's going to pull something out of something else. So it's going to you know, uh, flood maybe your cells with this, but then in order for your body to create homeostasis, it's going to have to pull from something else, bones, um, organs, whatever, to try to balance out that system. Wow. So nothing is done without a synergistic reaction response. Nothing is just going into one aspect. So yeah. it is something that needs to be done with intention and purpose. And education, for sure. Which totally comes back to listening to your body. And if you don't know how to listen to your body, and you're like, well, how else can I listen to my body? Well, Brooke is an excellent coach. (laughs) So I would love for people to know how they could get in touch with you if you are available to help coach uh, some more clients or um, just ask questions. Um, I just think that that's so important is, and so many people don't know how to listen how do you listen when you're taking a supplement and you're like, oh, this is not good? Like, as we know, in my experience <laughs> with different supplements, I've had weird reactions where yeah. things show up on my face all of a sudden. Or, um, I mean, it's such a, like, uh, back-and-forth conversation with your body and having somebody like Brooke to come alongside and be like, oh, your body is definitely telling you something. <laughs> and being like, oh. I had no idea. <laughs> so, yes. Do you have info yeah. for everyone? Um, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear from um, anybody. Um, my email is transformationalhealthllc at gmail.com. Um, I do have a website, but it's just a landing page. Um, that's like a forever in the process of... Um, trying to figure out what to do with that website. <laughs> but I am on social media, yes. on Facebook and um, Instagram and yes. under Transformational Health LLC. Yes. And she always posts amazing things that blow your brain. And you're like, what? <laughs> I'm going to sit on that for a while. <laughs> so. oh, I don't post too well, I guess I post as often as it comes to me. There so whatever the uh, frequency of that is. Yeah, that's always sure. good. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on Holistic Hearts today. <laughs> I love you. I love you. You're the best. <laughs> you I've loved this time with you as always. You're beautiful inside and out. I love knowing you and loving you. I love knowing you too. <laughs> thanks for listening.
listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.